Coming to you live from Nick's house. It's Mav and Goose. Hey guys, Mav and Goose here. This is Goose. This is Mav. How you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good. You know, we just finished up uh, watching Game Six of the NBA Finals. Um, kind of disappointing from the uh, the Golden State Warriors. I I really have to admit, you know. I almost have to think that this whole series has uh, kind of been a disappointment. Not any game has been really within, come down to the last two minutes. The starters have been sitting out in the last two minutes. It's been really kind of a disappointment, but to a point, we sacrifice these blowout wins to go to a game seven. Personally, I'm not sure. I'd, ra I'd rather see some closer games, you know, see some crunch time. Maybe you see LeBron miss a few shots. Um, personally, I'm rooting for the, for the Warriors, but I'm just... It's just hard to get into the series, really get emotionally invested, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely I definitely get what you're saying. You know, being part of a championship team in the past, I have definitely know what it takes in order to win that championship. And uh, we're just not seeing what it takes from Golden State. You know, the role players aren't playing their roles. And, and when that happens, it just causes problems. You have Harrison Barnes struggling, Livingston struggling. You know, we saw a great effort from the bench, you know, right in the beginning. And we just not haven't seen that. It's just they've gone, you know, they've gone stale, and they're not hitting shots. They're not doing anything. Steph Curry, it's got to be frustrating for him. Sure, he's getting double teamed, but at the same time, you know, he should be getting some some, some support from his bench players. You know, Matt, I was thinking about it. you've uh, been on a couple championship teams in your past. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost like LeBron-esque performances, you would say. You know, where they're filling up the stat sheets. Getting the points, really doing whatever it takes to uh, get the W. I remember I, I was on, I got to be lucky enough to be a, kind of a role player on your when you were the star on the team. Um, I was just wondering what does it take to get into LeBron's mindset? What's his mindset going into these last two games where he's just been able to turn it up? You know, scoring over forty points, um, getting the the rebounds, the assists, almost getting averaging a triple double in the series. Um, coming from an experienced championship player like you that were, was able to lead your team to some championships, what advice, uh, you know, what, what what does LeBron need to do in Game 7 and what does Curry and uh, the Warriors need to do to bounce back from these two two losses? Well, uh, I mean, personally, uh, my routine, you've, you've, heard, you've heard it from ESPN, you've heard it from the news, LeBron James, he's at home watching The Godfather too, just really getting into that dog-eat-dog -dog mindset. He's just really getting into the, the, the mindset of, 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 of the Godfather in order to, to just, you, you get that energy built up inside of you and it's this fire and it's just really burnt hot. And I know personally before, you know, I was going into win championships. I was driving to the stadium, blasting music in my car. That's what I did. And I'm sure that's what, what LeBron's doing at the same time. With Curry, um, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing. He's just really, I... I don't even, I, I'm speechless. I honestly have nothing to say when it comes to, to Curry's performance. Sure, he's putting up 30 points a game like he did tonight, but at the same time, he's set such a high standard for the way he plays and the way he um, performs, um, not only providing opportunities for himself, but for his teammates. And uh, he's just not doing that. He's really not doing that. And um, I remember, you know, when, when I was winning championships, I just really tried to focus on playing my role and I tried to help my teammates in regards to them playing their roles and trying to teach them what role they needed to play in order to win. And uh, 
I've just not seen much leadership out of the Golden State Warriors team right now. It's just really disappointing. Well, I remember, Nick, you, and it's kind of interesting because you have two ways of style you can play. You can play that LeBron-style way where you're bullying your way inside and getting to the rim, but you also have one of the sweetest shots I've seen. Just, I mean, if I remember correctly, you're a three-point champion as well, similar to Curry and Thompson. Yes, yes, I am, yeah. Um, when your shot's not going, um, is there is there other ways to shoot the ball? I noticed Curry, he, he takes some erratic shots sometimes. If I, To be honest, I have to remember, you took some erratic shots yourself. I, I won't lie either. You made you made quite a few of them, probably more than you missed. But I think there's certain times that you can take those erratic shots. Um, you know, as a heat check, which a few of them do. I know Clay Thompson took a few. Um, what other ways do you think Curry can impact the game besides his great shooting that usually goes? But in these past few games, haven't been falling for him. I know you've been a uh, a victim of that as well. You know, shooting 50% line the whole season, and sometimes your shots not falling. And so you does Curry need to drive more? What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's it's what they say, you live by the three and you die by the three. But in my opinion, that's not necessarily all true. I've been fortunate enough to, to be blessed with a 40-year-old body, you know. <laughs> As some people it's would true. say, I've, I've been told. Been accused multiple times. I've been told. So, you know, I've been lucky enough to be able to, you know, when not, my shot's not hitting, I bully in the paint. And, um, you know... It's, Steph Curry, unfortunately, he doesn't have that. Uh, he doesn't have that body type. He body. doesn't have the forty-year-old body. You know, he's playing with a with a twenty-year-old's body, and and it's, sometimes that just doesn't work for you. You know, we saw tonight that he was trying to get down in the paint, and and sometimes he can get those finger roll layups, but sometimes, you know, LeBron's just right there to smash it, and and that's just fueling the Cleveland Cavaliers' fire. So. Um, when it comes to Steph Curry, he's either got to hit the shots or he's got to distribute the ball, make assists, you know. Um, something that I would think, in my own opinion, I think he needs to go to uh, a Steve Nash-esque type basketball where he's not always looking for the shot, but he's trying to distribute more. Never go wrong with the Steve Nash style of basketball. Yeah, yeah definitely. Especially especially with the size of the Golden State Warriors, they're not going to be able to bully down in the paint. They, they, need, they need quick plays. They need to... Distribute the ball, um, pass, pass, pass. Assists are their best friends right now, and um, that's that's my that's my answer to the question. If you, you, if you don't have the forty year old body, um, and you don't you know your shots not falling, you really got to distribute the ball and, and make those passes. I think another key was uh, look at look at Leandro Barbosa. You have to look at him in this series. I don't I don't know if I've seen him miss more than two shots. I mean the guy's been on fire, turning back the clock. The Brazilian blur. Um, if you're Steph Curry, do you go to do you go to LB and ask what do I need to be more like Steve Nash? I'm sure LB has fond memories as he was the sixth man of the year, you know, doing big things. But I think uh, you touched on a really good point: is ball movement. The, the Warriors were really known for their ball movement and all the assists they were racking up. And I mean, they were, I want to say, I mean, off the top of my head, they're 75 percent of their buckets in the regular season were off assists. It's just they were raving about ball movement. And Greg Popovich was jealous of it, and he was kind of the one that brought it to the Spurs in the league, and everybody's trying to be like the Spurs, and Popovich wants to be like the Warriors. So I think a key going into Game 7 is the Warriors just have to go back to who they are. Good ball movement, you know. It's going to take a few lucky threes, a few deep threes from Curry and Clay, but that's just how the Warriors go. They're going to have to live by it, and they're going to have to die by it, like you said. Um, for the Cavaliers, LeBron's going to have to keep doing what he's doing. Personally, I'm not a fan of him. Um, I don't like some of the things he said, but, you know, I have to respect his game. When, he's, when you're scoring 40 points in the finals and uh, tearing it up the way they are, I think 
you got to respect his game and, uh, you know, hopefully the best team wins. I'm just hope, really hoping for a good game, you know, something uh, that we can witness and talk to our kids about for a long time. Hey, son, I remember when Curry hit that fadeaway three or LeBron hit that fadeaway two or whatever, whatever's the case. It would be, it'd be great to just have a great game seven, which we haven't had in a really long time. Yeah, this this game seven. If you you know wrapping up, you looking at it, it it's it, no matter what's going in the history books. Either a seventy three and nine win basketball team is gonna take the regular season and the championship with them, or you're gonna see LeBron James bring his team back from a three one deficit. It was to be the first time in the finals. Um, so either way, uh, Sunday night uh, history is being made. No, no matter how, who wins. So hey, can can uh, be mad about that. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um, I love Game 7. All right, next story. Next big uh, story on our block here at Dad Bots. Uh, have you heard about the Glory Johnson and uh, Brittany Griner matchup? You know what? I have. It's, it's, I think it's a big deal. You know, it's the first time. I'm thinking it's the first time ever in the history of sports that two um, ex-spouses uh, uh, went, went to, you know, competed against each other. And it's a big deal because... You know, it's a big weekend. Everyone's talking about the finals, but let's step back a second and look at the women. The WNBA, this is going to be a solid matchup. Glory Johnson versus Brittany Griner. Um, big fan of the Mercury. A big fan. Uh, following re- religiously. You and you both. And, uh, you know, it's uh, something that we like to uh, really bring to the the D team. I mean, the A team, they, they really don't talk about the WNBA as much. They, they really focus on a different... Uh, you know, style of sports, but Definitely I like to, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they like the stats, but I like the, the emotions involved in sports, and uh, and I can't even imagine, um, you know, this, I mean, what do you have to say about this, Goose? I think what's truly amazing is this really is a come progressing in our society. It's the first time uh, ex-lovers are going to be facing off against each other. I think that's something to be said about where we're heading. Um, but wow, Brittany Griner, um, they had a kid together, they're going, and obviously there's all the drama with the abuse and the domestic violence case, and it's just a lot to be said. Um, Glory being on the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Wings, <laughs> and Brittany Griner coming from my Phoenix Mercury with Diana Taurasi. It's kind of, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of hard to remember. <laughs> It's kind of hard to remember those uh, other WNBA teams where you're such a diehard Merc. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tough thing about the Dallas, the Dallas Wings is they, they did just transfer. Um, they are a new team this year. So, uh, you know, 20, 20 years in the WNBA, I, I know my teams. I usually i am right on it. But, you know, this 20th year, they, they switched it up on they, me. And they slipped, me, they slipped, me sleeping. Slipped, slipped one in there. <laughs> All I know, okay, bottom line with this game is um, it's going to go one of two ways. Either it's going to end in a fist fight or it's going to end in a pillow fight. <laughs> you know, that's just what happens. You know, you get back with an ex-girlfriend. You guys are... <laughs> It's going to go one or two, one or two ways. We'll let this out. We'll let this out. <laughs> All right. All right. Heading on to uh, anyways. Our, our second favorite sport after the hold WNBA. On, hold on, hold on. I have to get this real quick. Who you got? You got the Dallas Wings and uh, Glory Johnson. You got pretty I'm, I'm really, Mercury. I'm really pulling for my uh, my Phoenix Mercury. I really think they can take this one. You know, you get a new team in the Dallas Glory. I really think that uh, that the Mercury can come here and secure a win. It's been a surprise how how poorly they performed, 
And uh, I think they can turn the one around. You take the emotion that comes with the playing against your your ex-girlfriend, and uh, I think you really channel that focus into a, a good basketball game. Real quick before we uh, head on to our next story, I want to give a shout-out to the Minnesota Lynx and uh, the Los Angeles Sparks, both starting off with amazing season, record-setting seasons in W. Or, I mean, they still have a, the, the Lynx and the Sparks both have a ways to go before uh, they reach Warrior status, but they both started off the season 11-0 and 10-0 respectively. Uh, Candace Parker cut from the USA team. I think she's out looking to make a statement. Um, she's been tearing it up this year with 15.7 points a game and tearing down seven points, seven rebounds a game. It's just been really spectacular. And of course, the Lynx, the defending champions, have been doing their thing, led by Connecticut great Maya Moore. Um, I'm really looking inside to it. I know that my Mercury got off to a close start, but they're coming up in the third place in the Western Division. I think. I'm just excited for the, the playoffs this year. I know the regular season can be kind of a grind in the WNBA, but come playoff time, the ladies really strap it up, and they go head-to-head. They go hard in the paint. I'm just really excited to see Daniel Toronto, Brittany Graner, Maya Moore, Candace Parker do it out in the Western Conference to see who takes them to the 20th year again. It's just simply amazing they've made it's, it 20 years. It's really mind-blowing it's, how, it's how far this sport has come oh, to 20 years. 20 years to here's 20 years to women. I, Shout out to the ladies. Let's get another 20 more. Let's get another 20 more years. All right, moving on. We're heading into our, our second favorite sport. Uh, that'll be hockey. Uh, really big fan of the NHL. Um, obviously, the the, the finals just yeah they just wrapped up. Shout out to the Penguins and Sidney Crosby. The Penguins really really putting in the work. You know, um, I know hockey. You look at it. I feel like it's a real simple man sport, you know. It's I feel like just you can really relate to those guys, you know. They're they're putting in the physical work, um, almost like you know me and my blue collar job. I know you got a blue collar job too, Goose. Um, you know, you just you just pack up your lunch, you pack up that lunch pail, you strap on those combat boots, and you you go to work. And that's exactly what the Pittsburgh Penguins did. And and look what that you know look what happens. You come out with a come out with the Stanley Cup championship. I mean. Really, uh, really impressive. I do have to say, Sidney Crosby finally getting his second cup. I mean, he really probably hasn't lived up to the expectations that he uh, had coming to the league back in 06 when he was the number one pick, nicknamed Sid the Kid. I almost expected to be the next, you know, Mario Lemieux slash uh, Wayne Gretzky, a.k.a. the chosen one. Um, I just don't think he's lived up to the expectation. I'm glad he's gotten his second cup. He's great for the sport. He brought a lot of attention to it. And uh, I think we got some young stars that... Uh, Hopefully take over the mantle, you know. Um, I know we got Connor coming in, and um, this next draft is supposed to have Austin Matthews, who, uh, you know, a Valley native, actually, from right here in the Valley of Arizona. Scottsdale? Scottsdale, yeah, right from Scottsdale. Scottsdale? You know? Have yeah. the money to pay for it. You know, you have to have fork a little money to skate around here, which, again, shout out. I know Nick said it was a simple man sport, but I don't know if any of you have been ice skating. I've been on a uh, few group dates to the ice rink and uh, those, group, those ice skating group days, man. I just uh, never a big fan. A little rough. Never a, a big rough. fan. I can't you know. Say I uh, got my triple sal cow down. Uh, I gave it a few goes, um, but I just couldn't hang with guys like Patrick Campbell, uh, all those guys that really, really uh, uh, light on their feet on the ice. Is uh, Kyle uh, the magician, Mac Daddy? Uh, is he a big uh, skater? Uh, I haven't seen him skate much. I. Uh, He's always usually on the, trying to get on the Zamboni, you know, trying to clean up oh, the ice. He loves the Zamboni, dude. He loves the Zamboni. He's preaching about it. You know, I, I think he mentioned it in the other uh, 
podcast if you had a was, Chef Curry's. Oh, speaking of Chef Curry's, I just have to say, um, I mean, kudos to that question that I asked about, you know, what's the first thing you do in the morning when you got those Chef Curry's on? I got to say, um, you know, if I'm, th- if I'm lacing up my Chef Curry's on a Saturday morning, I'm headed down to the GMC dealership. I'm buying a Sierra and uh, I'm throwing a camper shell in the back. There's a bottom line. Maybe even throw on the, uh, the steps, steps on the side, you know, for that e- easy access into the cab. But, uh, I gotta say that would that would be, that would be uh, my first thing. I think there's no doubt about it. I think that's what you have to do if you have the chef curries. You have to get that Sierra. You have to put that camper shell on, and you have to get out of town. Yeah. You have to go yell at your kids. Maybe call your kid boy. Let them know who's in charge with your chef curries because you're if you're wearing those things, you have some confidence. You're truly a dad bod guy wearing those chef curries. Shout out. I actually went to the store, the, uh, I was at the mall today, and I was trying to get the Chef Curry's, and they actually didn't have my size, and I'm a pretty common size. Were you at a Shoe Palace? No, I didn't get the Shoe Palace. <laughs> they uh, would try to charge me 200 bucks for them. Um, but after them, they didn't have my size, which uh, can only mean one thing. They're selling like hotcakes. So shout out to uh, Brian over there with his, oh, I have to give a shout out to Brian real quick with his new PR on the bench press. Uh, I think he said... I think he says double plating. Double plating, man. That's impressive. Good I think it's, I think it's the hair. It's, the, it's, it's that, definitely that salad. That leafy romaine salad. He's, he's, the, he's the Samson of uh, dad bods right now. So he was definitely right on his uh, prediction of the Chef Curry's. There definitely must be some because I tried to get myself a pair and there were nowhere to be found. I have to keep my eyes open. Definitely, definitely. Um, now let's uh, you know, let's uh, shoot it over to our sponsors real quick uh, over at uh, Los. Los, home of the world's best beans. And I've been to Mexico. Now, back to Mav and Goose. Hey, we're back here with uh, Mav and Goose. Goose here. Uh, I want to touch a little bit. I know we ended on the NHL, but we ran out of time and we uh, need to go to a commercial break. Um, real quick, I know the NFL draft is coming up. And uh, if you know me, you know Goose. I need the DadBots nation to know Goose is crazy about his yotes. Um, you won't find a more diehard fan. I follow him religiously. Like Mav said, we're big hockey fans. Um, he follows his Mercury. I follow my, my Yotes. And so uh, I just want to get a quick plug and uh, maybe some discussion going on the Dad Bods Facebook forum. Um, thoughts. Uh, I know, um, currently the Yotes have the seventh overall pick. And with Austin Matthews, the first overall pick, I know there's been some rumors uh, swirling. Um, Mav, I know you'll be interested here. This may be a little bit excited. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. But a little, a little hesitant as well. Uh, Max Domi in the seventh overall pick for the first overall pick, which would be Austin, Valley native Austin Matthews, who just came off putting on a clinic at the World Cup Juniors for the USA hockey team. Um, I know Max Domi's a, a young star with Domi and Duclair, the double Ds. Uh, as you can tell here at Dad Bod's D team, we're crazy about the double Ds. Um, crazy. Crazy about them. So I know it'd be tough to get rid of Domi, who's been such a diehard, but to get Austin Matthews, a potential franchise changer, someone that could really, you know, get the eyes of the league on the on our goats. Uh, any thoughts on this, Matt? You know, um, I think something that uh, maybe you haven't considered, Goose, is the fact that uh, this guy he's from Scottsdale, and uh, what's been the big issue with our goats lately is the stadium. Uh, Glendale's pretty much uh, tr- deal them dirty. And uh, we need a new stadium, and a lot of talk has been swirling around about the Yotes possibly building a stadium on uh, 
the native land up there over by Talking Stick Resort. I, I know you love Talking Stick. Too <laughs> big fan of Talking Stick. Uh, you've done great things over at Talking Stick. Hot tables, very hot tables, very you hot. know, very hot. And so, uh, you know, maybe <sighs> so hot. Yeah, maybe we maybe the Yotes uh, pull this guy in, uh, rebrand themselves uh, with this new franchise player, and uh, you build a stadium in Scottsdale. You you know you you got a local. You bring them in, building a stadium. Uh, just big things happening for the Yotes, and I, I think that would be something to consider if you're uh, if you're the you know the front office at the Arizona Coyotes. We'll see what our new twenty uh, six year old GM comes up with uh, in the upcoming weeks, and we'll we here at Dadbot's D team will be uh, of course be on top of it and let uh, our listeners know firsthand what happens in that situation. Speaking of hockey, uh, we want to transition here to uh, the Bachelorette, and I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Daniel from uh, Canada, also very good friends with Chad Johnson. Big hockey fan, obviously from Canada. He's going to be a big hockey fan. Um, Bachelorette, man, what do you think? It's been it's been quite it's the, been a uh, wild ride. It's been what? Uh, yeah, four episodes. It's, it's only been what three weeks? Three yeah. weeks. Uh, I mean, in Showtime, you know, in in the actual uh, mansion, and and then they moved out to uh, to Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, kind of a shocker. I feel like uh, Chad really got dealt dirty. <sighs> Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Goose? Mixed opinions. As, as you know, I'm also a diehard Bachelorette fan. I've been watching for years. I've been, I watched Bachelor in Paradise, uh, Bachelor Pad. I've seen it all. I've seen all the contestants come and go. Um, I haven't seen anybody quite like Chad since uh, one of my personal favorites on the show, Bentley. Uh, if we go back a few years, turn him back the clock, uh, Bentley was kind of a kind of a jerk, and uh, rightfully so. You know, he'd make out and. Uh, They'd go to the kind of the personal shots, and she'd say how much she's in love, and Bentley would just say he's in a good position to start things. And uh, you know, I don't think Chad was quite that level. The thing I have about Chad, Chad, I kind of respected what he did. He was he was honest with them. He never, you know, all these guys coming in and say they're in love and making fake proposals. And I, I might have to go with Chad he, on this one. Yeah, he he really just didn't buy into uh, the corniness yeah. of you know the Bachelorette. I know. Um, when he was on, they did the Sports Nation bit. Yeah. Um, he just really wasn't having it. He just, I, it was hard for him to to kind of play pretend, and I respect that. It was some honesty. Um, obviously, you know, you have these guys, and they're just one second they're they're willing to play the game and 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 be corny about it, but then the next they're they're attacking Chad because he won't buy into this corny system. You know, Chad's just being Chad, and. Uh, I feel like he, he he didn't need to be attacked in that way, you know. And I think coming into this, you know, his name is Chad, so you have that has to say enough that you know. Not he's, a good sign. He's gonna be a little different. Uh, maybe not the nicest guy. He's gonna he's gonna be a little bit about himself, which he was, you know. But hold before I say, it. props to Chad doing those pull-ups with that suitcase wrapped around his that was, waist. That was very impressive. I mean, he he threw pretty much everything he brought to the show into that suitcase, and, and he was doing pull-ups, that's, man. That's pretty impressive. As a fellow lifter myself, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Is yeah. is he the only one in the house that was actually lifting? This? Him and Daniel were lifting. Him and Daniel were lifting, and then Evan was just kind of sitting around. Oh, my. Don't get and me wait, started wait. on Evan just bleeding out the nose. Let's go on Evan Warm... Evan Randy Warmpuss, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Um... Erectile dysfunction, doctor. <laughs> I mean, that says enough. I mean, if you've seen the show Randy Warmpuss, I think uh, it says all you need to know about Evan. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother. If you've seen uh, Randy Warmpuss, you saw those nosebleeds and you thought, you you knew what was going on. You knew what was happening. I can't get over his hair, that little side swipe hair and that little goatee. He just, 
He looks kind of, I mean, it's it's like Chad said. He was the kid that, I feel like he was the guy that got bullied. And so, you could, obviously, he was just trying to stand up to Chad. He was just trying to, <laughs> just trying Uh-oh. to stand that ground. Looks like we have the West Side Story over here. Just <laughs> come up with empty threats. That's Evan to a T. It's just empty threats. I think, uh, my deal with Evan is he never, you wouldn't confront Chad. He'd always do it in a. In a subliminal way, he, a subtle way where he wouldn't actually tell Chad he had a problem with it. He'd kind of insult Chad's character, which I'm not a big fan of, especially coming from a guy with three kids. Um, I just didn't like the way Evan went about things. And uh, what really bothered me is when Evan, he kind of had a little uh, monologue, and he, he mentioned how he's so, he can't stand Chad, and he can't believe the way Chad operates, yet he can't stay away. And if you noticed, when Chad and Daniel are working out, Evan is always right there watching him work out. It almost leads me to believe that Evan is not there for the right reasons, if you know what I'm saying. I, I definitely catch the drift. Um, you know, the I think a huge sign of Evan's character was when he told JoJo that he was going to leave if she picked if she gave Chad a rose. Obviously she gave Evan the rose, which I'm sure you know, it, it made up for it made him happy, but at the same time, the rose ceremony came around. She gave Chad a rose, and Evan didn't. I mean, Evan didn't do anything. Just empty threats, just like you said. And and I mean, how can you respect a man who who makes ultimatums? Just doesn't even follow through with them. It's kind of cowardly, in my opinion. Definitely cowardly. Not to mention, he had to go to Chris Harrison, and you know. Oh yeah, that Chris was... Harrison. Praise him, uh, great man. Kind of dream, our he- dream job. Our hero over here at Dad Bod's D. Um, just you know, setting up love and uh, being the love doctor. The guru, um, man. Shout out to him. Let's touch on some other uh, some bachelorette contestants. I know you're a big fan of James Taylor. I'm I'm a big fan of James Taylor. He's kind of uh, he's definitely got an underdog story, you know. Um, but at the same time, man, he seems like a fun guy. But I could really see myself going and hanging out with that guy, you know, grabbing you know, grabbing some uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, sitting down watching, uh, you know. The Mercury, you know, the Yotes. Uh, I can definitely, I definitely see myself hanging out with him. Um, he just seems like a cool guy. He's laid back. He's funny. Um, the only thing that's kind of weird about him is his uh, his guitar. He's always busting out a guitar. I'm, I, I'm always kind of weird about those types of guys, you know. Yeah. The uh, the Wonderwall, uh, Oasis, uh, you know. The Jack Johnson we all, we, we all know the guys. You know, we all know the types of guys that'll serenade a woman. He only knows one song on the guitar. But I do respect James T for. Uh, for creating his own songs, he, he puts together his own songs. Shout, out to, sound, James, yeah. shout out to James T. It sounds great. Um, also, want to touch out on Jordan. Uh, I know he's kind of uh, the overwhelming favorite at this point. Me and Aaron Rodgers' brother. I don't know if she's in in uh, embattled with the fame. She loves the way Jordan. I mean, they're awfully touchy. Um, I, I just don't know what to think of Jordan. Is he is he faking it right now? I know he had that controversy on Twitter on that first episode. Uh, his girlfriend called him out for cheating, even though he said uh, things happened. He didn't go into much detail, but uh, girl mentioned that he did cheat, which is a big red flag. I think um, when it comes to Jordan, I mean, he's obvi- he's he's obviously the clear front runner on the show right now. He, um, he first week they were kissing and she was loving it, um, and something that was bothering JoJo was the fact that he wouldn't open up to her. And then uh, just recently, he said all he all he had to tell JoJo was that he was falling for her, and and she, she was she was on cloud nine, and so it's like Jordan's obviously just there, you know he's I'm, I don't know what his motive is, I don't know if there's anything fishy. Obviously, we'll come to find that out later, but right now he's clearly the front runner. If all you have to say to a girl is I'm falling for you, and and she's 
Swooning. She's swooning. I mean, you're obviously you're obviously top dog right now. Now, coming down to it and kind of wrapping up our show here, uh, I want to touch. You were an underdog in your time. Um, some people like to say you're an underdog when you be on your few championship teams. You know, there's sometimes overwhelming favorite in a couple of the other leagues we participated in, and uh, people definitely didn't see you taking the ship. But you kind of came out of nowhere. You were shooting that deep ball, whether it be in. Uh, dodgeball or basketball, whatever it is, you were shooting that deep ball, making things happen. Who of these guys do you see shooting that deep ball, coming out of nowhere to take the championship like you did? Um, Man, you know, I was the underdog. I was uh, number two seed, I believe, in one of one of the tournaments. And uh, we actually ended up winning that championship. But um, I'm going to have to say, uh, uh, keep an eye out for, uh, I'm going to say Robbie. Robbie the swimmer. He's a... Um, you know, he's he's kind of there in the background. I don't know if you notice this, but sometimes when you're watching the Bachelorette, you're so focused on the controversy of Chad. Um, you see Jordan and uh, him uh, slinging around the football. You see Evan, he's getting nosebleeds. And uh, sometimes these guys, these specific guys, they don't get much airtime. But then at the same time, you know, JoJo's just really uh, digging their look and uh, digging their bacon, you know. And I think Robbie's definitely one of those guys that mm-hmm. could uh, that could come out of the woodwork and uh, make a late run, hit the deep ball, hit a few deep balls, and uh, and really be in be in the game. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I definitely like Robbie after his last performance on that pool table. He definitely uh, made something to remember JoJo to remember him by. Um, I mean, I was really see my deal is I was really uh, set on Chad. I was really a big fan of Chad. You know, yeah. me and him both lovers of milk. Um, love milk. Love that milk. It's delicious. It's delicious. Um, we both say what's on our mind. Um, we both can't believe she's vibing on Evan. It's just uh, mind blowing. It's, it, <laughs> it, it, I really, really respect Chad for standing <laughs> up to JoJo and saying, "You really vibing on this guy?" It takes a lot of it takes a lot, a lot of, of guts. I mean, he's just he's just asking the hard questions. He's he's he doesn't know how to be subtle about things. He's just really straightforward and, and an honest guy. And I mean, you just gotta respect. It. It's really sad that he's. Uh, He's uh, he didn't receive the rose and he's going home. I mean, obviously we don't see, we haven't seen the uh, the cliffhanger. Yeah, the cliff, so the cliffhanger. You know, his uh, his little death squeal down the window. <laughs> I mean, his he, murder whistle going. It's all I going. just love that he's in these guys' heads, especially Alex. Oh, yeah. Alex, Alex was kind of bothering me a little bit. Uh, really pushing Chad's buttons, and uh, I feel like JoJo. Uh, she she only. I mean, you didn't hear Chad specifically. You know, point out people specific people. That were uh, really fueling his fire. Uh, Alex was definitely one of those guys that I feel like. I mean, he was only there to push Chad's butt, but yeah. I feel like he's not going to be there much longer. Uh, I don't think he'll yeah. make it much longer. He's a, little, he's a little too short. He made it. He made it his short. goal to uh, to get rid of the Chad Bear, and uh, I guess he succeeded for now. But obviously, we'll see if uh, what the Chad Bear has in store. Um, but now that Chad's gone, I have to go with Chase, the medical our medical sales rep. Um, he's a good-looking guy. He's athletic. Uh, he, he got snubbed on the on the second day week. He didn't get a date. Um, survived that round. Takes a lot. Shout out to, to Chase. Um, but he came back firing. And uh, JoJo mentioned it on the show. He's definitely on the radar. So I'm excited to see what Chase brings to the table. Um, and I'm excited to see where JoJo, uh, where she finds love this season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, man, one person I want to touch on that, that JoJo seems to really be loving it. And I'm just not seeing it as, uh, uh, what's his name? Luke, Luke, Luke. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. He's he got that one on one, and I don't think he smiled the entire time. Well, he did have those experiences, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely respect though. I I mean, I respect that, but 
at the same time, like, I, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm a big jokester. I like to laugh and, uh, you know, make the jokes. And uh, when someone's not laughing, I just, I feel like there's something there that, you know, yeah. might be keeping them back from being happy. And I just don't know if JoJo can find happiness with someone that, that may be struggling with some internal battles and, and may not be happy with himself. I have to, I mean, I have to say again, much respect to him. But uh, I mean, when you're in a hot tub with, the, yeah, with yeah. a girl of that caliber and that blue bikini, uh, hey, I'd be smiling ear to ear. Yeah, uh, and, and he would no smiles to be found. Yeah. So it's uh, some again. I have to agree with you on Luke. Uh, we'll see what what next week's episode beholds. Um, only a few days away, actually, next Monday, uh, right after Game Seven of the NBA Finals. So we're in kind of a for a Sunday Monday treat, Saturday Sunday Monday treat with that Glory Johnson, uh, Brittany Glory Grant Johnson, Brittany Grant. Can't forget yeah, about w, that. You want WNBA, NBA? We're in for a weekend of Bachelorette uh, Monday. Bricks. Go get yourself a, a few frozen pizzas because you're gonna be holding down that couch all weekend. Might as well be a three day three day weekend Might in my well. opinion. You know, take take Monday off. Take Monday off of work. Uh, really gear up for the Bachelorette because it's gonna be a doozy. I think uh, with that being said, this is uh, kind of our inaugural version of the Dad Bots D team. Bringing it to you live, bringing it outside of sports. Um, Mav, is there anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, I mean, I think we got it. Um, it's first episode, uh, it's going to have its uh, ups and downs, but I hope uh, you as a listener stays with us and uh, we promise some some great entertainment. And uh, we're just, we just here at the D team, we just love shooting from the hip. Love it. Um, if you have any comments... Feedback, feel free to comment on our DadBot's Facebook, our Instagram page. I think we're now live on Twitter, man. We are, we are on Twitter right now. Uh, so, at DadBot Sports, um, Instagram, at DadBot Sports. Make it really simple for you guys. And then uh, Facebook page, look for DadBot Sports uh, um, on Facebook. So, uh, just sound off in the comments below. We'd love to hear your feedback, like Goose was saying. And, uh, and just remember, uh, the only difference between champ and chump is you. <laughs>